Well, hello there. This is Living Your Success 24-7 with Michael Kane. How are you all doing today? Hope you had a good day. If you didn't, there's always a tomorrow, right? As long as you're alive, you have hope. Have hope. Talking about hope. Today, we're going to talk about money. You know, that green stuff that everyone seems to want and needs. Now, we're not talking about building wealth, uh, making more money per se. This one is a different perspective about your money beyond this life of ours. So beyond death, we're going to talk about money. Yeah, may not be uh, necessarily pleasant to talk about when we die and money, but it's a necessary argument. Okay, so let's Let's talk about it. Let's chat about it. You and I. Just you and I, okay? No one else is in the room. Just you and I. As you know, we're born, get older at some point. We get a job, start a business, however we get money, we make money. We start accumulating it. It's accumulating as much as possible. Legally, though much as possible that greenback we want as much as we can dig scratch spend every waking hour to get more so we can live the life we always wanted there's nothing wrong with that obviously with balance of course do not want to work yourself to an early grave Definitely not. So many people do that. Then they don't even get to live to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Someone else will. And that's what we're talking about. Someone else will benefit from your hard, smart, earned money. Your money after you're gone. So, but let me, let, let's narrow down this conversation. What do you mean? Well, another way of saying is your money protected. Is your stuff that money bought, like your cars, your house, your jewelry. If you have a boat. Hope you don't have one of those unless you have serious money. Otherwise, that can be, that's a whole other topic. Should I buy a boat? Um, your stuff, your clothes, whatever your money already bought when you die. What happens to it? And what happens to the free cash that's sitting there in your bank account and you're dead? Absolute dead as a doornail. You're no longer concerned with money. You may have other concerns in the next world, okay? But money isn't one of them. So what happens to it? Well, if you're part of this 60, 70% of people that don't have a, don't, well, do not have an estate plan. And I'm going to focus on uh, the United States right now, which I'm a part of and have knowledge of. I'm, I know there's other people, there's people listening from all parts of the world 
this in some uh in many countries it's pretty similar may not be exact and by the way i'm not giving legal advice financial advice i'm not a uh, state planning attorney any attorney i'm not giving you CPA-like advice, you're not my clients, give you my experience already and what I've read and observed and experienced firsthand. So educational purposes, entertainment purposes only. So here it is, what happens? So as I was saying, in the United States, 67% do not have an estate plan. They have nothing, nothing to answer the question of what happens to the stuff we buy when we're alive. Well, at least not in a positive light. 67% uh, don't have anything to address when I die to, to have my stuff and my cash be directed the way I would like to if I were still alive. We were still alive. You're joining me here in this conversation because we all going to die. No way around it. You're going to die. The only question is what? Drum roll. When? When you're going to die? So any immortals out there think you're immortal? Tell me how that works out. So if you die without an estate plan, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Now, you, you won't know it because you're dead, but you just left your family with a big hassle. A nightmare, emotionally and financially. It's going to cost a lot of money to do what you should have done before you die. Now, again, we start off with the premise. You're going to die. So since we already have that conclusion locked up, what are you going to do about it? And good, see a CPA, someone that specializes in estate planning, see an attorney that focuses on that, specializes in that. I know there's do-it-yourselfers out there. I'm not advocating, defending, and uh, proselytizing or creating any negative vibe toward it. However you do in a state plan, that's up to you, your business. I'm just sharing information. So flip that 67% on its head. You have 33% has a state plan. 33% of Americans have an estate plan. And out of that 33%, 75% is a will. And let me say only a will, leaving... 18.78, and by the way, that's 75.12%. Let's be accurate. And then that leaves 18.78%, 18.78% that has a revocable living trust. 16, excuse me, 6% has plans uh, for guardianship over their minor children, directions of who will take care of their children. They die of and leave minors under 18, right? So, I know this could be unpleasant and people kick this can down the road to the, there's no more road and you're dead and you don't have anything, the family's messed up. So, which do I do, the good news or the bad news? Hmm, let me see. Let's do the bad news first and let's end on a good note, right? Well, the bad news is, let's say you have nothing. Well, your... Um, depending if you have sufficient stuff, and it's different in each state. Uh, each state is different. I can't cover all 50 states here, so I'm just going to be generic. Uh, where um, there's a threshold where if you have X 
amount of accumulated accumulated value of stuff, cash, including real estate, then it goes through probate, goes through the court system. That's right. They're going to discuss, openly discuss your business, your financial business in a courtroom. Right there for all to hear and see and know. And so why? Because you didn't direct your stuff and your money the way you would like to in writing, legally in writing. And we'll talk about what you could do about that toward the end here to the end of this conversation. Part two of this conversation, rather. So so you have nothing. You go to probate. Costs money for the process. May spend up $10,000 in California, I believe. It could be whatever in different states. Then they got, that could have changed too. So, but costs a lot of money. Court to um, uh, get a judgment that you are uh, in control of the stuff, the assets. Uh, that's if you absolutely have nothing to tell the court, to tell the state of California or whatever state you're in, the United States. But let's say you have a will, you have something. Isn't that good enough? No, we're going to get about it. We're going to get on that. You have a will. Like I said, 75.12 percentage of the people in the United States have a will directing the court, directing where their stuff should go, where the sofa bed, the furniture, the house, the cars, the jewelry, the cash, and the bank, the stocks, bonds. Index funds, exchange-traded funds, any investment rental property, all of that is stipulated, stated in the will. And they, guess what? You're still going to probate. At least it directs the court on what you want to do, your wishes. But a will is good, better than nothing. But it doesn't really lock you into, um, may not lock you in totally, it may not be a 100% safety bl blanket if someone can test that will. Somebody comes out of the blue, says, oh, I'm entitled to blank, blank this because of this relationship. And that court could overrule what that will says and back it out if, if, if it's not according to the laws of the country, the laws of that state. And so a will is better than nothing, but we can do better. So with the will, let's wrap that part up. Say I want $50,000 to go to Aunt Lulu, 20% uh, $20,000 to go to um, brother Geronimo and 30% of the, of the jury goes to my dear sister and it goes on and on in my uh, uh the church or or religious place of religious worship it's eighty thousand dollars um and it goes on it just gives who gets what okay again better than nothing but again you still got probate to deal with how can we avoid that nasty probate and all the expenses of it well, let me tell you firsthand, and it's all I'm sharing with you. When our parents died, God rest their souls, 
back in the 90s, about 1998, uh, I talked to my parents about, hey, you guys need to do a trust, a living trust, a revocable living trust. So we don't have all the hassles we've heard about and experienced in our family. People fighting over stuff, trying to get over to the house and liquidate and empty the house for the next person. And those that's family, just family, cutting each other up. I'm getting a radio. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. And so the trust uh, avoids probate court. By, uh, uh, and probate, that could last two or three years. And you're spending money all the time liquidating, trying to prove a point on who gets what. If that was all pre-done, pre-completed in a living trust by the owners of the properties, the assets, then the court is bypassed totally. And so it's not cheap per se. It's all over the place. It could cost hundreds. It could cost two thousands, depending on the complexity of your estate. But it's worth its weight and gold to avoid a nightmare, having family pitted against each other. They may hate you, <laughs> not like what you, how you, what you left them. But it's not their call. It's your stuff. They're not entitled to anything. You can just donate all your stuff to charity if you want to, and not people. And that's fine, too. And, but let's assume, like us, you had some loving folks in the family. And so my parents um, uh, met with the attorney, in which I was there. I chauffeured them back and forth. So I'm very keenly aware, and they asked my advice, too, uh, my brother and I. And um, it's our opinion. And they all had it. They knew what they were going to do before they talked to the attorney. They knew how, what was going to be split, how much, and all that other stuff. And, you know, they didn't have a fortune or anything like that. No, you don't have to have a fortune. You have to be rich. They weren't rich. So just get that out of your head. Uh, no. You, it, and that's why some a lot of people don't do it. They think it's an instrument for the the, the wealthy. No, 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 no. If you have a house in one of the highest places, in one of the highest uh, uh, locations in the country, you're, you're going to meet the threshold to uh, where a, a living trust is warranted. Now, if you only have $200 to your name and nothing else, then, nah, you don't have to worry about it. But, you know, if you're just uh, middle America, uh, middle income, um household income, then yeah, it justifies you doing a living trust. And I don't know the exact dollar amount. I mean, you know, you have to see an attorney, say, hey, it may be worth it, whatever you have in a bank account and what you own. So a revocable living trust, revocable, just like it says, mean you can alter, modify it after the fact. Let's say you, you forgot three or four items to, to fund the trust. See, first you have to set up the trust, set it up, then you have to fund the trust by putting moving assets like a house. And now you, you, you put the name of the trust, all your assets in the name of the trust, whatever it is. And, um, and it's a laundry list of stuff, things that you can dictate who gets what and what or what percentage. 
what absolute dollar amount, what percentage, whatever. And so, so again, you can put stuff in there at will or take stuff out if you want. Say you sell something, well, delete it from the trust. So, you know, it's unnecessary. Or you change the language of who gets it or whatever. Say if someone pisses you off in the family, you can take them out or modify what they get, reduce it. I've seen that happen. So, um, so less than 20% out of the 33% that have estate plans have a trust. That's unfortunate and sad. And now you still pay taxes. You don't avoid taxes. You will never avoid taxes. Even when you die, you pay taxes. Did you know that? And so, um, there's no way around it. There's no protection per se uh with a trust but as far as credit you know i mean you can't not skip on your bills and not pay and say hey i have a trust but does it make it depending on the name of the trust it makes it harder for people to find out what you have or what you control you're now your trust with some benefits too out of not doing probate spending thousands of dollars on attorney's fees and probate and court appearances and nightmare people knowing your business uh you could um own uh, uh, LLCs, companies, businesses inside the trust. You can name it, put it inside the trust. Yes, you can. Stuff, you can you can uh, buy that. Now, things that you can is retirement accounts like 401ks, IRAs, uh, things of that nature. No, you, you can't put that. Life insurance policies, no. They, they have designated beneficiaries attached to those already. So you, you can't put those inside of a trust. So it's a do's and don'ts. You can just Google a checklist what you can put in and what you can't. And so, and like with our parents, when they died, it, you know, uh, we became successor trustees and we didn't do anything shady. We followed it to the, the T. Whatever said in there, we did. And so, uh, and be wary of naming people you can't trust as your trustees. You've seen lawsuits where they misused the funds and the money's gone and the person needs the funds and they, the trustee doesn't spin up all the money. Yeah, they go to prison, but you still don't have your money. So be very careful. You can hire a, a professional, like if a, a institution to be the trustee, bank or something, or or most people have uh, someone they trust on a personal level, personal and professional level, act as a trustee. So if they die, they carry out the wishes of the trust. So don't put anybody shady or someone you doubt. And they can have the good intentions, but if they're incompetent or just slow, do they can't, they're not suited to follow directions, then please do not leave that kind of person. So, um, So that's how you can uh, uh, leave your stuff, your assets, how you intend it. And that is, my friends, leaving a legacy. And that's why uh, we're in a process doing that. Uh, so there's no doubt, there's no confusion once we are dead. And we don't, the last thing you should do is leave your family in turmoil which I really don't want another podcast. Maybe I don't understand why a lot of people don't, especially these rich folks, especially entertainers and celebrities. They die 
families fighting over 300 million 400 million royalties uh uh you know whatever's assets that uh was left behind uh it's just sad to see that and it's uh, totally avoidable and they had the money to create a trust i mean you know someone who makes two to five twenty million a year can afford one thousand or two three thousand dollars there there there's probably more complicated it's probably be five six seven ten thousand they can afford it and they don't do it i, I understand that won't mention names, but you've probably seen the headlines with celebrities and stuff like that. This doesn't make sense to me. But it is what it is. So protect your assets, your legacy, your stuff. So whoever it is, your children, uh, friends, organizations can benefit. You can leave a legacy. And... Um, and it's not all about the money, but take care of business. It's part of business. I know it's probably not a happy subject why people don't do it, but we go back to we're all going to die one day. Don't leave a nightmare. What's the point of living a good life, being a happy life, but you're dead and everybody's miserable and cutting each other up, literal or figuratively, in court? So, my friends, that's a wrap hope you got something out of this please i encourage all of you to subscribe to this channel this podcast please share with family and friends and please go to my website livingyoursuccess.com sign up for my newsletter that's slowly moving along <laughs> gonna be going faster with more of a priority and it's some good articles on there still writing them um and it's called Catalyst. So please, it's a link on livingyoursuccess.com. And so please share and share and get yourself a living trust, by the way, if that's in the cards for you. And so hope I uh, was able to provide useful information to you. Until next time, my friends, I wish you adieu, wish you all well, and have a great rest of the day and future. Goodbye. Adios.